Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Hello, welcome to Those Two Jerks. This is episode 118. I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me as always, unless he jumps off a ledge because his fantasy team is sunk, is the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. You could have at least started it with a trigger warning. Like, that wasn't cool. <laughs> Real, this is a safe space. It's okay. Oh, my God. And, and Does anyone need us- running backs? Does anyone need running backs? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Give me a quarterback. <laughs> and uh, the Vukani Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. Hello. I, I think, how are you and I doing right now, Tom? Because we're, um, we're, we're squaring off today, right? Yeah, we are. And you have a 79% chance of beating me this week. Yes! First um, win. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. But uh, it's looking like you're going to probably get your first win against me. So then yes. the coin and you both got your first wins against me. So... As I told Rick earlier, I'm the girl who takes all the frat guys' virginity in the fraternity house, apparently. Great. So you're happy. What, you're what that. we call a practice girl, Tom. Yeah, yeah, that's that's apparently what my fantasy football team is. You should just change your name to practice, practice girl. Yeah. I think I might, actually. That's not such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Or what Good, was the one? Gonna... What was the phrase your frat used for one girl? The sea dumpster, I think it was. Listen, that was a charming young lady who just got a bad rap. Yes, and, uh, yes, she did. She she was a very gentle woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my team name is now going to be the Village Bicycles. Well, I was going to say she was also known as the Kaisicle. Yeah, because uh, of reasons. But it yeah. doesn't matter because college <laughs> is full of terrible things. Yes, and, uh, so many terrible things. <laughs> and and the worst is hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll start in the world of sports because we already sort of dipped our toe in there. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Shad Khan, who we normally wouldn't be talking about, but he's having a little crisis, it seems. Oh, the well, hell you say? <laughs> well, a couple of weeks ago, of course, he was among the first of the owners to link arms with his players and coaches when he kneeled for the anthem or stood in arms linked for the anthem, whatever. And we mentioned that because, A, he was the first owner to do it. B, he donated like a million dollars to President Trump's inauguration fund. Right. Um, So we thought it was curious. And so he spoke at a uh, a business conference in Chicago last week, and someone... Uh, asked him about all of that. And he said he'd heard from a lot of the players what their feelings were, how offended they were by the president's comments. And so he didn't want them to do anything to hurt themselves. And they wanted to, as a team, stand united. So in other words, he didn't want, he wanted everyone to get the blame instead of just a few players, basically. Um, and then he talked about when he tried to buy a team, in the NFL and what someone said to him, which was because he is, he unsuccessfully tried to buy the Rams at one point when they were still in St. Louis and that didn't fly. And then he eventually was able to buy the Jaguars. But, uh, someone told him he, cause he became the first non-white owner in NFL history. 
Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't he's the first he non-white big. owner. He's an immigrant from uh, Pakistan. Did I get that right? I don't want to screw that up. That's a good point. That's a, something good not to want to screw up is a man's actual backstory also. <laughs> yes, he was born in Pakistan. He's been here since the 60s. Um, he is a Muslim. So he's the first non-white owner. But somebody told him when he was trying to buy a team that you have a bunch of 85-year-old guys who don't think they're racist, but they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was what he was warned about before he tried to dip his toe into the NFL waters. Um, and then he went on to say that, you know, you have to give the president credit because people are confused about the First Amendment versus patriotism, that if you exercise your First Amendment right, you're not a patriot, which is crazy. I'm quoting here. People are confused on it. The president knew he could hit on it and take advantage I think what we are seeing is the great divider overcoming the great uniter. Well, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Then he's obviously not happy with the guy. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know. Cause he, then he goes on to sort of admire the fact that like, because of this politics will never be the same. And that like, basically he admires the, the game changingness of all of that. Like he said, like they, somebody asked him whether that strategy is dangerous for, you know, the country. And he said, well, you know, you saw corner stores get replaced by department stores and then Walmart and then e-commerce. So, you know, this is just where we are. It's a different time now. That makes so no sense. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, so, he can't make up his fucking mind. He can't. Oh, Sorry. man, I... I love, I love that we live in such a free society where we're all under totalitarian rule. I'm so happy about being able to go out into the world and buy myself a cup of tea and then be forced to drink the tea that the state produces. That's you can't have both sexes. <laughs> that, that no, no, that you no, no. You, you just you made me go walking. Like I don't know what I can do now. Like you can't, you can't have your cake. And eat it too. No, oh. I'm being dead serious. You can't do that. <laughs> and this comes, of course, uh, in advance of the NFL owners having their, you know, their regularly scheduled fall meeting uh, next week, where they're going to talk about the whole anthem controversy. Adding a rule that will end people allowing people to stand. Uh, stand yeah, the, um, the commissioner now, Commissioner Roger Goodell, has written a letter saying, you know, he would prefer it if everyone stands. Um, couple of teams have decided to tell their players if they don't stand, they're not going to play, like Jerry Jones of the Cowboys. And, I'm the um, smartest guy in the room. Yeah, kapow! Um, now, uh, there was another team that did it but gave the players the option to stay in the locker room or the tunnel during the anthem and not have to be on the sidelines. Now, in the That's meantime... an interesting um, mix, I guess. I mean... I'm just going to institute a rule. That's all they're going to do. They just do it. Like, that's the easiest answer. You want to play in the NFL, we stand for the national anthem, or you get fined, you know, a billion dollars, whatever. What's in the NBA, or if somebody checked in on the uh, Major League Baseball, they'd, they'd find that there is no rule because nobody knows that baseball is still played. But, <laughs> you know, given, given enough time, they'd institute a rule too. Also, and let's call it what it is, 
Baseball is not predominantly a black sport, so people aren't really, you know, taking sides. Yeah, there was that one player. Um, apparently, there was a college football player that knelt uh, yesterday, and there were seven 49ers players who knelt today. Um, so it's continuing. Not as Oh, but Tom, Tom, oh, we, we forgot. We didn't mention we, – we, our show last week was before – the greatest political ad in the history of politics. Oh, was it? Yeah, what we didn't talk about it at all. What am I forgetting? You're what? forgetting about our vice president using our oh, tax dollars God. to grab his pearls and clutch them and then march triumphantly out of oil uh, oil can field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm sure everyone knows by now, but... The vice president, Mike Pence, who's the former governor of Indiana, went to the Colts game last week because they gave Peyton Manning, they retired his number, and there was a big statue unveiled of Peyton Manning. Hi, and, everybody. Uh, when he saw that players knelt for the anthem, he left, and evidently he had uh, his people had warned his uh, press corps to just stay in the van because they thought this was going to be a quick trip to the game. So they had sort of thought, they weren't going to stay anyway, whether they thought they were just going to leave because of the well, he ceremony a, he and he was already scheduled to go, or if they realized, like, or if they clearly were, well, we're walking out because we know people are going to kneel and we have to do that. No, he also had, he had to get on a plane because there was a, he had to have a speaking engagement about two hours after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so we don't know if he actually went for that reason, but the president, of course, took credit for it, saying, well, I instructed the vice president to leave if anyone knelt. So, right. And it cost uh, the taxpayer uh, about a quarter of a million dollars for that Correct. whole thing? Yeah. He flew from, I believe it was, he flew from Vegas to Indiana for the national anthem. They staged their fake protest, which is beautiful. Well, I guess it even wasn't fake protest. They did their protest of people protesting. Hilarious, by the way. If you're a fan of trolling, next level, 12D chess. And then he flew out to California, I believe, to have a like $1,300 plate dinner um, speaking engagement with a lot of the one percenters. So really hilarious stuff, as long as you don't live in this country or like freedom. Oh, boy. What? Am I wrong? No, I yeah, look, I man, I, I don't <laughs> even know. I don't even know what to say about it. It's stupid. Um, his Twitter account also tried to tweet when they talked about, oh, my wife and I left because we were upset about people kneeling for the anthem. And they tweeted a photo of him and his wife in Colts jerseys and stuff. And he wasn't wearing a Colts jersey at the game that day. No. That was an old photo from 2014 that they tried to doctor up with Photoshop and just use again. Uh, I don't even know why they would do that. Because there were plenty of photos. <laughs> How did they doctor that up? Did they like try to doctor it in like him holding a sign saying, you know, no. October 2017? No. Or did dark- they doctor they, like a newspaper from today? They darkened it slightly. That was about oh, it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was even it was a shitty con job at that. Like it was found out really quickly. But you know, it's one of those situations where they didn't need to try because anyone who wanted to dig into it by like Googling this could have found out that this is all bs it was one of those things like well the people who want to believe that this is all why we're doing this they're not going to question it so just you know half fist it and we'll be fine 
Meantime, the protests are spreading. Uh, a German soccer team knelt for the the anthem of Germany. Yes. It yes. Is. Uh, and they they said specifically it was to take a stand against racism. Um, they were cheered, by the way, by their crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But Angela Merkel didn't uh, send her. <laughs> yeah, she didn't vice, send the vice, vice chancellor, chancellor. <laughs> like... to go clutch his pearls or whatever. I never. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I am so appalled. <laughs> At no point in time has Germany ever had such horrible <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> I think Meanwhile, that's why the they didn't people. do that. It's just like, look, man, we can't be throwing stones here about. No. Yeah. <laughs> the German people are all like, see, this is why people protest. It's reasonable. You guys should probably listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we did it the other way, and you, you should know how that worked out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there was literally a world war about this. <laughs> people invited. It was a party. Punch was served. <laughs> How come there's no reference to Germany from 1920 to 1947? We were all on vacation! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Shad Khan can't make up his mind. The protests continue. Um, I, the I president hasn't like tweeted about it mind. in like a week. So that's a good oh, thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess. It, to me, it sounds like Shad made up his mind. It's just that he can't. He doesn't want to like, say what his mind is. Right. I mean, he's sitting there praising the president for creating chaos and causing people yeah. to question the First Amendment. To me, that might be the greatest backhanded compliment of all time. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm just a simple caveman. Yeah, he like he elaborated too. He basically said, like, they looked at the data and they figured out that if I divide this group against this group, I can get votes. <laughs> and they got enough votes to win. Like he was kind of marveling at the strategy of it all. Well, we did the same thing. Is like, well, I mean, it, I, yeah, it's no one's ever tried it before, and it apparently worked. <laughs> like, let's activate the sleeper cell of racist assholes. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have a demagogue just say anything to get elected. Holy shit, it worked! Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> now what do we do? Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sign hey, some papers this. and fancy sign leather books and show those this. off. <laughs> Throw some paper towel. See, look at this fancy <laughs> letterhead I just signed with a nice pen. This does nothing. Now watch me hit this jumper to this poor person in the district. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kennedy played touch football, and, and Donald Trump throws, you know, spirals of paper towel rolls to Puerto Rican uh, people. Listen, he was hitting those J's, all right? We just need you to mean, show... A... You mean Puerto Rican? Yes. Oh, Puerto Rican. God. Yeah, the president doing his uh, best Chris Vu impression by really emphasizing yeah. racial overture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here at Puerto uh, Rico. Really? Puerto Ricans. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. So my thought is, though, like, okay, so it's like the whole thing that you had just mentioned about the, you know, the bunch of uh, NFL 85-year-old owners, right? Right. Like, what he did... With and and welcome to uh, those two jerks speaking politics. Um, uh-huh. it, it's basically like it's sort of excusable for people over the age of like fifty-five or sixty, right? Because like they do that. It's like this snide sort of like, see, I'm I'm like 
I'm actually trying to be like multicultural and, and learn and stuff, but it's completely condescending. Like that's that's what he was doing, right? Maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. I mean, like, you know, but it, like one would think somebody who's elected president should know that. But yeah, I mean, but how many times are we going to say that? I mean, like, right, right, right. But I mean, like, I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> Simpsons but... did it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even know where we go from here. It, it'll all be moot in another week because I think Rick's correct. I think their owners, when they meet next week, are going to make the rule and it'll be over. Um, and the players will have to go back to doing, I don't know, something else in order to... Oh, man, it's not going to be... But no, I just solve or not, draw attention to a problem. It's not going to be over next week. Because when they, when they make the rule, President Pumpkinhead is going to do a goddamn victory lap about oh, it. Oh, that's talk true. talk about this yes. one more week. No, I don't think we're going to have to. If it's just a victory lap, <laughs> I don't know if we have to. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, well, is there anything else to talk about? Let's move on to happier news, and that is the world of college football, where, oh my God, Rick, what a gift to your dad for his 50th college reunion. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, if you're not aware, uh, Friday night, Syracuse pulled off one of the biggest upsets in college football history by beating number two undefeated Clemson, the defending national champions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. So the stars was was it also in line with some sort of? Like, it had to be like astrological. Thing? <laughs> yeah, I so mean, maybe like, it had something. We did have an eclipse recently, right? But so. uh, oh my God, Syracuse beat Clemson, Rick. Yes, yes. Um, this as as you know from last week's episode, my dad uh, had visited uh, with his old. Uh, dorm mate and current NFL Hall of Famer Floyd Little, name drop. Um, and uh, they had successfully defeated, I believe, the Pittsburgh uh, Panthers while they were in town. Um, my dad, as myself, um, saw that Clemson was on the schedule to go to the Loud House, uh, and uh, we both found other <laughs> reasons to watch fo- than to watch football Friday night to not see the orange uh, be turned into literal pulp, um, which was then shocking to start, you know, coming home. I came home at like 1030 or something. I went to um, this yoga under the stars thing with my wife, which was kind of cool. And then I'm going through my Twitter feed and I see people like Quack and other guys kind of losing their minds. And I'm going through my feed and holy shit, the orange didn't lose. They actually won. Oh my God. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Oh no. I called my dad. <laughs> he was on a plane. He was on a plane <laughs> and the guy who was sitting next to him was like one of the dean really? of admissions to one of the schools at Syracuse and everyone just started getting like text updates <laughs> the whole plane just started like murmuring oh my god this happened <clears throat> so this is a thing so, um that being said another thing that's notable about this now is uh Clemson's coach Dabo Sweeney did some classy shit after losing. Um, uh, when he yeah he, yeah when he crossed the really field to shake uh, Syracuse's uh, most coach's notably, hand instead yeah. of being all uh, upset, 
he was upbeat and he said, you know, I'm so happy for you. You're all deserve this. Um, and then he went into Syracuse's locker room after the game and addressed the opposing team, which I've never heard of an opposing coach doing that ever, especially a losing coach addressing a winning team. Have you? Well, I was actually there for it. Believe it or not, I was in um, the uh, part of the booster club when, well, I wasn't, my dad was for Syracuse when Syracuse played in the Gator Bowl um, and were 49 point underdogs to a team that it lives very close to Jacksonville. Oh, really? From South Carolina <laughs> named Clemson. So this has happened and, before. Oh, really? Yes. And um, that game was notable because it, it had a new freshman quarterback by the name of Donovan <laughs> McNabb and a senior wide receiver who, who you may who? know as Wait, I don't Marvin Harrison. Him. And a, a he's been erased from Marvin history. Harrison. He was a very quiet wide receiver. <laughs> very workmanlike <laughs> and bang, 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 his bang. nature. Anyway. But we were in the <laughs> that didn't happen. His his car washes for very reasonable reasons, no. not for laundering money for major drug cartels. There's no <laughs> evidence that it is anything but that, Tom. And no one is nope. stepping forward. <laughs> There's a significant dearth of witnesses in that case. Um so <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Nobody talks about Marvin Harrison anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, Syracuse ended up winning that game by 49 to, 49 to nothing. And a bunch of the Clemson alum and uh, some of the coaching staff came into our uh, little booster club and um, started singing the praises of the Syracuse uh, offense and how you know absolutely incredible it was to watch and to be part of such what would be a historic event. So maybe Clemson I don't know, is just actually but, uh, full of good This is pretty people? amazing uh, that Sweeney went into the locker room after the game, spoke to the whole team, and then picked out, went up to several individual players to tell them what great games they'd had and to congratulate them and even took some pictures with them because these players are like, that's Dabo Sweeney. Like, that dude's got a national championship ring. I want to take a picture with him. So he, he paused for photos with some of the opposing players who just beat his team. With the opposing players? That's, is that like, so is that like rubbing salt in the wound? It's like, it you know, you guys like beat low. us, but I'm like way more prestigious. It is it's a like little, I guess when you look at it that way, out, it could be, it? yeah. Like, like, they're like, <laughs> right? like it's like, yeah, I'm, I seem classy, but. <laughs> and it's also low key showing up your, showing up your own team. I, it it yeah, seems classy. Like, like, it does. It really does. And during the press conference, he was like, we're not here to talk about my team losing. This has nothing to do with Clemson. This is all Syracuse. They won this game. They, they, he's going on and on. It almost like it's so unheard of to see a guy who's this humble right, and this reasonable right. that you feel like he must be up to <laughs> Trust something. Trust no one. Yeah. It's like, it should be. I'm like, is he, you know, is he just like, I don't know. It just doesn't it's seem possible. Like, maybe he's I just suppose. that good of a score. But it is strange. It's strange. No, it doesn't. So I don't I know mean, what to make of really it. that doesn't really happen. But it seems pretty classy. That's just it. It's, it's like very it's bizarre. bizarre, right? Which so. is why it bared mention. Um, 
a couple other things happened in college football yesterday. There are now just two unbeaten teams in the group of five, which is the non-Power 5 conferences. Which is really cute, by the way, that they have officially declared us the group of five, which they might as well just say teams that have zero chance uh, of winning a national championship There were four going into yesterday, and two fell. Navy uh, was beaten by Memphis, and San Diego State lost last night. So the two remaining undefeateds in that group are part of the same division of the same conference, and their schools are less than 100 miles apart. And we're talking about USF <laughs> in Tampa and Orlando's own UCF Knights, who are 5-0. and oh. uh, Well, Although yeah, that's know it, a damn look, shame that they the couldn't state. even fill it for homecoming um, last night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for a 5-0 uh, team. team that is slaughtering everyone they play and has the number one scoring offense in the country and um, ranked in the top, the top five scoring defense in the country <laughs> um, and has only allowed, as after last night's game, two sacks the whole year. <laughs> um, <laughs> this... Uh, I, I got mean, things I got to do in Orlando, Tom. This you know, team is, is playing go amazingly. Um, they're, they moved up in the polls from 22 to 20. They're number 20 in the nation right now. Um, they play Navy next week, which will be a big test because even though Navy lost last night, they're very good. Um, I, 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 it's amazing. I have never seen a UCF team like this ever, ever see a team go out there and expect to win and then just step on guys throats and not let go. I mean, they hung 64 on uh, East Carolina last night. That's because East yeah. Carolina had and, the audacity I mean, to beat Carolina's us. East Carolina's not years. good. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was the first quarter was shaky. East Carolina's defense looked very good. They looked like they had had, you know, they had UCF's number and was 21-7 for quite a while. Yeah, that's hey. Look, when they've <laughs> beaten everyone really? by like thirty points all year, when you're only up fourteen in the second quarter, that's shaky. Anyway, I I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't think it's shaky. I think they don't deserve to be twenty. I think they I agree. Be, they ought to be in the top fifteen. And I think if it wasn't if it wasn't for so many top ten and top twenty teams losing and then the voting you know the the bias is so bad and it's so ridiculous that when a number eight ranked team loses and loses in the most horrific of fashions to an oh, unranked yeah. team, washington state was ranked number eight in the in the in the ncaa and they lost to care of the california not in the way that Sy- syracuse beat clemson 27 24 it was a good game Clemson made mistakes. They might have been looking past Syracuse, and they got caught. Washington State didn't lose to Cal. They were blowed out, thirty-seven to three, and it was not that close. How far did they fall? Seven turnovers. I I didn't bother looking because I knew they would still be in the top twenty-five, and I knew they're probably still in the top fifteen. If I really wanted to look, yeah, I'm sure if I right. had to guess, they're I'm probably not 14. positive of that. Um, USF moved up after their big win yesterday. Um, they're now 13. USF beat Cincinnati. Who Against UCF who? Slaughtered last Against, week. Who did USF beat? 
Oh, a, B, yeah. a team, well, a team I, at UCF obliterated by there's 90. There's a stat I saw at, yesterday. At, Apparently, South Florida has now the longest streak in the his, in in the history as long as there has been an Associated Press college football poll, which is a very very long time. Um, they have the longest streak of scoring 30 or more points in a row. They've done now done it for 23 straight games. Yeah. Um, but it, it, South well, Florida's right. always gotten more credit than UCF has. Um, it's just the order of things, I suppose. I don't know why that is, but they have. Um, and if they both end up undefeated going into Thanksgiving weekend when they play each other here in Orlando, that is going to be the biggest game in the history of either one of those schools, for sure. What? God damn it, Tom. What? There, are they? I hate when I'm right. Washington State in the uh, AP <laughs> Top 25. Washington so they State only dropped State. seven spots when they got destroyed by an unranked team. And UCF moves up, too. By an unranked team. To six right. or seven. And then yeah, Clemson they from two moves to down to seven. Um, because they, and Syracuse was yeah. not ranked, were they? No. So, I mean, they should have dropped no. further. No, they were not. They were three and three. In five spots. One would assume. But they're Clemson. Memphis moves Memphis moves into the top 25. Yeah. UCF it Yeah, they beat Navy Memphis. by 3 points. Memphis is 5 and, and 1. Their one the loss 25. is to No respect. Yeah, well, it's like you said. No I mean, respect. UCF uh, UCF just is not going to get any respect until after Whoever they, they beat play USF the, and then after the they beat, I don't know, sugar probably Fiesta USC in the Rose Bowl or some horse shit. One of those orange maybe. Yeah. 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 And then Scott Frost that will be and gone, that. and we won't have to worry about this anymore. But we've already talked about that. So, Chris, does any of this, as a fellow UCF alumnus, <laughs> does any of this make you want to watch college football now that the this year's school is good? Um, <laughs> no. Is there, is there like <laughs> sort of a fantasy college football thing that we can do? Well, there, like, I mean, there is fantasy college football, but it's if that were the case. There is, but it's very. It's not nearly as, as popular as NFL. It's hard because there's a lot more teams hard, and a lot right? more like, players. Yeah, like, it'd be really hard. There's like so many. It is very hard. Yeah, um, I yeah, I'd actually just recently learned about how good UCF or how well UCF is doing. Um, as my my coworkers are. They're checking up on me on, on my uh, my fantasy football team there. Um, and they had said something along the lines of UCF yes, having in the literally the best yeah. offense in football, period. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. Pro or I mean, college, it is right? technically like true. Because they put up more points per game than any football team. Okay. Which, that's, you know, that's awesome. But I mean, I mean, I'm not going to. Still not going to do that. I I don't want pro football, and that's. I um. I mean, I've I've been back to campus like twice, so. I think I think that which. I think the biggest problem at that stadium, honestly, is it's so far away from downtown that the the majority of Orlando doesn't want to go up to um, UCF. It is, which is essentially Bethlo. It is. Um, I think that's one. I think the second problem is that there's, you know, there's too much of a transplant mentality about 
Orlandinians. We don't necessarily come from Orlando. Yeah. So there's a lot of other things that draw our attention. And then the third and final thing, I think this is really low. I think it's back in the in the minds of most people. I think everyone doesn't want to say this, and it might not even be that high on the register. I think people aren't getting too attached to this team because the writing is so I don't so even know if it's that. The wall I think, that Scott Frost is I think going this into team has teased so many times at being really good that people don't think it's going to last. I think I think they're like, well, some mm. shit team's going to come in here and catch them, mm. and then all the talk will be over, and it won't be worth going because they'll just tank. That That's true, because you know we almost right. beat Texas, and then Texas won't play us ever again, and then we almost beat USF, and then we have to wait like seven years to get that win back, and it's against a really, really shitty USF team, and then we proceed to lose to them again. So it's one of those things where it's like, how many times can Lucy keep pulling the football before the city just sort of looks yeah, at UCF yeah, and like, yeah, good luck, guys. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been able to sustain success for more than like one or two years in a row forever, you know. Um, right. Anyway, back to football that actually matters, which is, you know, the, those two jerks fantasy football league. The <laughs> so anyway guys i gotta yeah. go um there's been a, a nuclear <laughs> explosion in my bathroom yeah, right and i just i can't so uh, rick is saying anymore. that Goodbye because forever. aaron Rodgers, his fantasy quarterback broke his collarbone today and is probably going to be out the rest of the year so rick's fantasy team is sunk <laughs> and i of course stepped in to try and take advantage and trade him one of my many quarterbacks yeah. that i have on my roster <laughs> That I was collecting for just such an occasion. <laughs> yeah, I always like that you don't start the right one. I, <laughs> I like that you last never week start I did. Right last week That's I started the right quarterback. About your team, Tom. Last no week I started what... Deshaun Watson and he got thirty-five points. So last week I started the right guy, but most of the time, <laughs> and no, and there's been another week. I started Mariota over Matt Ryan, and I was right that time. But this week I was not. Uh, Kirk Cousins got like twenty-nine. And Deshaun Watson got 24. So, I mean, yeah, I could I should have started Kirk Cousins. I haven't started him at all this year. He's just been sitting there. Sitting there. Oh my God. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at I'm looking at the point totals right now. And yeah, and, and Quack is just <laughs> lighting me up. <laughs> you are. You are. I'm and getting, uh, I'm playing Chris I'm this week. Killed. Chris still looking for your first win. Um, but you're you're project- yes. projected to beat me. I'm still I'm in the lead Almost at the there. moment. Uh, but my last guy, there's only two and a half minutes left in his game, and you've still got two guys left to play. Uh, Eric Decker tomorrow night, Monday night, and uh, Demarius Thomas tonight. Um, so the only way I've really got a shot at beating Chris is if uh, Kansas City puts up a few more points on Pittsburgh before this <laughs> game is over. And you lose more points for your defense. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> wait! That's don't tell me you're using you know, a coin. Two, two weeks. Oh ago. God! <laughs> yes, I lost to the coin. Right? And I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not using. A I'm coin, the guy everyone gets I mean, their I... first win from, apparently. <laughs> including the coin. Yeah, In- including the coin. including the coin. Right. So not like, true. It's- not yeah, true because the stick carriers took me down last week by literally less than well, one. but the coin, so. the coin who's a literal coin, and Chris who's never done this before, <laughs> will both have beaten. Yeah, him, well, um, which is, I I would say it's <laughs> shameful, but I'm not good at fantasy football. I'm just not. 
Oh, and <laughs> speaking of the stick carriers, they are 95% to finally dethrone the greatest, worst all-star team in the history of fantasy football. <laughs> yes, that's Squatch. We're only going to have one undefeated team after this week, it looks like. We're only going to have one team that matters after this week. Yeah, that is, looks like Jay Mixon's Fight Club. It's funny you speak of the stick carriers and Jay Mixon's Fight Club because the stick carriers beat you, Rick, last week, and Jay Mixon's Fight Club beat it. you, Chris, last week. And we are going to hear from both of those guys to get their contractually mandated minute oh smack talk um so can i, can I go up. is it all right if i just leave now? <laughs> can i go is that all right hello so first up we're gonna add ryan of the stick carriers just let's get him on the line here oh, we don't have to do that he's got other things to do no he really doesn't he was really excited to join no. us actually oh god damn it never should have agreed to this this was all supposed to make chris look bad welp God damn it. We're dialing him right now. Oh, good. I'm glad you uh you got this prepped. Yeah. Ryan first and uh and Alex later. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Who did you beat last hey, week? Hey Ryan. Oh. Hello. Hi, it is Tom and Rick and Chris. You are on with those two jerks. How are you? It's so bad he has a terrible hey. connection, Tom. You should hang up. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I think the connection sounds just fine. Oh, you going through a tunnel, dude? We can't hear you at all. Loud and clear. God Matter damn it. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so I've, uh, I've, I've been informed I'm supposed to talk some, some shit here. So actually, uh, because of the current events and how apparently oh, rapping God. is uh, popular again, <laughs> uh, I have prepared something. <laughs> all right. So Rick and Chris. Ryan gets one minute of uninterrupted smack talk. And Ryan, that starts right now. All right. Combust a move where the games are played. It's cool, it's hip, it's Noah's arcade. Oh, I'm sorry. That's actually from uh, Wayne's World. I haven't actually prepared a rap. I've prepared a a quick haiku. (laughs) Okay. Geronimo lost, but it's not as much as Houston. I'm winless. No more. <laughs> there you go. That's it? You're done? Good. That's it. I think uh, not more has to be said. <laughs> so um, how do you feel uh, now that your your main quarterback, Jameis Winston, may be out? Uh, well, he's out the rest of this game. So uh, your team may be, may be sunk this week. Oh, boy. I, I really hate football this year already. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm a Florida State fan and a Bucks fan, and uh, there's really just no light at the end of the tunnel for any of those programs <laughs> right now. So well, he's gonna he's gonna beat Squash on the cake. He's yeah. gonna beat Squash yeah. this week, so he's he's got he's yeah, got. Yeah, it looks like you're me. gonna dethrone one of our undefeateds this week. Uh, well, Jameis what, gave me what like one point, maybe. I don't two know. and a half, two point four. So it looks like yeah. I'm gonna win again this week. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, you might. Uh, you're projected 96% to win uh, wow. because Doug Martin's Doug Martin and Cameron Brait are having big games. Yeah, and garbage time. Thank goodness for garbage time. Uh, <laughs> the Bucks are within five. The Bucks are within five with two minutes to go. Did they actually did they just score a touchdown again? Yeah, they just scored. Mike Evans just that, scored a I touchdown. I saw they failed to get the onside kick, but I guess they must have got the ball back. Yeah, uh, two minutes, Let 159 remaining. 
Yeah, Let right. The Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. Con- controversy begins. But uh, <laughs> Squatch has one guy left playing, and that is Ellington of Arizona, who has zero points. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, even wow. though you've gotten some bad performances from your guys this week, you still have one guy left, and that's uh, Richard Matthews tomorrow night. Yeah, would it, right. so would it be terrible? You are gonna, if, you're you're gonna probably you're gonna beat Squatch. No, because there's a good chance that one of his players could go for negative seven points, like happened to me. And... I guess I that's true. That, yeah. I guess that's true. But uh, Squatch didn't even he barely broke sixty this week. Wow, he has not broken eighty all year, and he's undefeated until now. How is the coin uh, in the standings right now? Yeah, well, the coin got its first win against me a couple of weeks ago. How did you uh, beat, you beat me twice, and the coin beat you for the its first one? Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. But the coin is getting slaughtered uh, by the albatross right now. So unless <laughs> unless some guys have huge, huge na- uh, games tonight and tomorrow, uh, the coin Who, is. Going who's to got uh, Who's got Aaron Rodgers? Oh, that's Rick. Oh, oh, really? You didn't you didn't happen to know that? I, I didn't notice last week or anything, but Yeah. No. Rick has Aaron Rodgers. Rick has Aaron Rodgers. Um Oh boy. Have you guys seen that YouTube video of that weird, creepy old guy that is on his guitar and is singing Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl over and over again? He's got a little like funny no. song about Aaron Rodgers, now he's gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> It's worth checking out. It'll it'll be worth your while. It's Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Ryan. So uh, perhaps we will talk to you again down the line this season. Um, we're going to let you go because we have one more smack talker to get on here. All right. I guess my minute is up. It was fun. All right, man. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us. Later, guys. Thanks. Later. I hate you. So uh, that now that we've heard from Ryan, we've got to hear from the guy who uh, who beat Chris last week, and that is Alex, who's the owner of Jay Mixon's Fight Club, um, who's one of the other undefeateds and uh, is playing one of the undefeateds, uh, the Pocket Dogs, who are currently the number one team in the league. Um, they're, they've got a death match going on right now. It's like 56-44 in terms of percentage of winning. Um, it's going to be... Although Alex has Jacoby Brissett tonight. I don't know why he did that. But anyway, let's get him on the line here and see what he has to say about uh, beating Chris. Hello? Alex. Speaking of which. Alex. Hey, what's up? Hey, it is Tom and Rick and Chris. You are on with those two jerks. As we just mentioned, you beat Chris last week in fantasy football, so you get to have your minute of uninterrupted smack talk whenever you're ready. All right, well, I guess we're going to start the clock now. Can't be doing too much smack talk. I might be getting my first L this weekend, but last week I was sitting (laughs) pretty high up. Um, I didn't know you guys knew what football was. Uh, (laughs) At the draft, you guys were just focusing on wings and stuff, so I just picked up all the good players. And now these injuries are starting to kill me. Um, I'm out of my element now. Maybe, maybe in a couple minutes after I feel the win, I'd be a better trash talker. But Chris knows who's best, so that's okay. Is <laughs> uh, anybody but me? Is Well, there can only be one best, and clearly I'm undefeated, so. 
<laughs> you and two other guys. Uh, yeah, but like they face the coin and stuff. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, and you're speaking to someone who lost to the coin. Yeah, but I'm not trash talking you. True. Five minute up. Yeah, your minute's up. I have a question. Why, why, why Jacoby Brissett this week? I don't get that one. Um, he did me good last week. And did you see who was available? I mean, yeah, I'm not rolling with Kevin Hogan, but prime Jared Goff. You You didn't want Jared Goff? Uh, no, and I'm pretty happy I didn't start him this week. I know Brees wanted Alex Smith, and then I cut him. So, if you need a if you yep. need a quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers on the table, my man. What do you got? <laughs> I got a collarbone, so I got something to eat on. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. You know, all you guys drafted four <laughs> quarterbacks. You know, you got other positions to fill too, right? <laughs> I didn't draft four quarterbacks. I drafted three. Okay, my bad. And you needed a quarterback, and I offered you one earlier this week. You uh, you didn't want it. Yeah, who'd you ask for a Fournette or something? Yeah, yeah. Tom, no, Tom I think Dug- it was Melvin. It was Melvin Gordon. You don't have Fournette. Tom oh, has a whatever. really funny, really funny way about him. Is when you go to him, you're like, "Hey, I'm willing to trade you a running back for one of your non-starting quarterbacks. What do you yeah. got?" And he goes, "I want your RB one for my QB 3 and then you laugh at I didn't him. take RB. I didn't ask for RB1. Well, from you, I did, Rick. I did from you, Rick, because you were depressed and desperate. I was trying to take advantage. <laughs> oh, my dick. goodness. That's like trading LeBron James or Kwame Brown. Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> Like, we get it. He was a high draft pick, but not everyone would have taken him that high. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you have a 56% chance, Alex, of, of unseating the pocket dogs this week, but uh, still a lot of guys so left nervous. to play. It's, it's going to be a tight one. Jacoby. This is going to go down to, tomorrow night, basically. Oh, my goodness. I'm already stressed out. I'm calling to work tomorrow. That's all I can think about. Well, and he's got T.Y. Hilton. So you have Jacoby, and he's got T.Y. Hilton. So you better hope, I guess. Yeah, Kobe throws to everyone else. Like, if he throws to Ty, like that's fine. Just don't give him like an end around or something. <laughs> All of a sudden, Ty is there. <laughs> he gets like two runbacks. Like that's what I need. Like a hole in the head. <laughs> if that happens, I'll be starting Aaron Rodgers next week. This could. Be oh, good, good, good. That's, that's good. But one way or the other, we're going to be down to just one undefeated by the end of this week because uh, two of our undefeateds are going to go down. All right. Well, uh, maybe you guys can call me back tomorrow on a special episode and I'll be more hype. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alex. Fair enough. We will. uh, Well, I guess the three of us hope we we don't talk to you the rest of the way because that will mean we have lost to you. But uh, I have a feeling we're going to talk to you at least one more time. Not a bad so. list to be on, but hey, you, know, you guys got your own <laughs> motives. <laughs> All right, Alex, thanks. All right, see you guys. Okay, that was Alex, the owner of Jay Mixon's Fight Club. And um, Chris, you're still there. You I have some bad news week. for you. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Alex, Alex did murder you. Well, uh, Mike Evans for the Bucks caught a touchdown late in my game in the game for me, 
Um, I now have a 52% chance of beating you. So the thing swung from oh. 70% chance of you winning to 48% chance of you winning. Now you still have two guys left to play. And they're all going to um, do awesome. But it's predicting that, like, I'm done. I have 85 and a half points. It's predicting you're going to get 85.02. Oh, come so on. It's predicting that I'm going to barely beat you, but we'll see. Like, by what? We'll see. Point three. By po- no, yeah, point four eight. Oh, okay. So a half a point. Yeah, well, half a point. Try basically. losing by less than half a point. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that happened to Rick. Try having a draw, which is actually quite a win. For me. That's true. Actually, that looked I, like you were going to win big, and you had a draw. I would rather have a draw than losing by half a point <laughs> or less. That just future reference. <sighs> Tom. Yeah. Um, Yes, so let's move on to the geek stuff and the nerd stuff. Good, because I don't... Did anybody, I don't, did anybody watch the MMA fine. last week? Many more. No. The best submission ever? No. What? No. No. Nobody watched the best submission, the, the suplex to armbar by Demetrius Johnson? No. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what's interesting, Chris? If it was the best... If it was the best thing ever, maybe you could have alerted your fellow co-hosts about this, and we could have watched it uh, and researched it. Uh, that's a good. Yes. <laughs> well, we need a chance. It is the best mission ever. Period. Um, Demetrius Johnson now owning eleven title defenses. Um, the Why most consecutive title defenses in the UFC, because oh. it's the most. Was t- consecutive battle defense beating Anderson. Tom, Zane. did you know that? Did you um, know that eleven was the the magic number? No, I didn't. Man, I, wouldn't so, it be cool if somebody like might say, informed us that eleven was the magic number? Would that be would that be helpful? <laughs> okay, Ray. All right. You know, there's no need to just berate Chris here. No, there is because I'm sad. Uh, he's contributing. He's contributing. Sad. God damn it. <laughs> But um, he performed quite possibly the best submission ever done in the UFC. Um, um, at about three minutes into the fifth round, so two minutes left in the match, uh, he was being Ray Borg handedly, but he had a belly to back suplex, and on, on the way down before Ray Borg hit the mat, uh, Demetrius Johnson transitioned straight to an arm bar, which finished the match. And it's from a standpoint, from just a somebody who appreciates grappling, from somebody who may not appreciate grappling, they you can watch that and see that it's cool because it almost looks surreal. Um, so yeah, Demetrius Johnson is currently probably the, most, the pound for pound best fighter in the UFC. So awesome. So match that means he'll get popped for drugs <laughs> in like a week, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's it's hard to pop the like the little guys, right? Like. Because it would be like 150 pounds instead of 125, but well, I mean, I mean, he could get popped for cocaine or something else. That's true, you know, or you know, tainted, tainted dick pills or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or literally exactly. turning around and running at top speed away from a drug tester, away from a Usada guy. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. That, yeah. That too. But yeah, any yeah. of those things, because that apparently is what happens in the UFC now. Not after 11. Hopefully not. I mean. I, I, maybe he should just retire, but <laughs> nobody's beaten him. The UFC, uh, quit while you're ahead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Don't let Bob okay, so we'll now move on to uh, to geek stuff, nerd stuff. 
And now we have the the test your show prep portion of this for you guys, which is did you see all fucking trailers this week? Jesus, did I ever? God, yes. there's so many. Oh my god. <laughs> so let's start about the one that we talked about a little bit last week, Rick, before it actually came out, which was the Justice League trailer. <laughs> Uh, we have a month to go before the movie comes out. Less than a month and, now, um, right? Uh, it's November 17th, so we have almost exactly a month. Um, in fact, by the time this show airs, like we're recording this on the 15th, so when the show drops on the 17th, it'll be exactly a month. What did you guys think? I'm going to defer to Chris. I'll, I'll, take my, I'll take my answers after his. It, I mean... The, it's very evident they're trying hard, you know? I mean, I don't know how much of that trailer was stuff from Joss Whedon reshooting things. I mean, I don't know if they could crank it out that fast. I mean, considering the movie's out in less than a month, or a month exactly, maybe a, a lot of the humor kind of came from that, and a lot of sort of together team building, like, and all that sort of, like, rhetoric is, is, is from all that Joss Whedon stuff. But, I mean, it looks... It's... I, feel, I think I feel the same way about Justice League as I do about Batman vs. Superman. Maybe a little bit better hopes, especially now, considering the success of Wonder Woman, and they see that there's a certain formula, which was actually written, you know, a couple years ago from Avengers. Um, but that being said, I, I, I was okay. I mean, they need to stop, like, bullshitting with the Superman and just actually show. I mean, we... Or are they building up the Superman returning as a hero so much that if they, they do the twist of um, Earth 2, where he actually shows up as Steppenwolf, you know, is that what the angle they're going for? You know, we'll see. Didn't think of that one. I predicted that a while ago, Tom. Yeah, well, you predicted that he would return as evil, but not as Steppenwolf, did you? Well, I said that he would be Earth 2 version of him, where he was the... Oh. But that ended up being a... Uh, a misnomer anyway, it was, so. Like a, yeah, it was like a, it was a failed clone or something, right? Yeah. It was just like, sort of, it was like evil bat clones from the Omega Sanction or whatever it was that <laughs> Dark Seed made. Anyways. Oh, the Omega Sanction. <laughs> so, it was a piece no, of shit, I, Tom. I, it was a piece of shit trailer. Oh, it's a piece Lord. of shit movie. No, it it's going to be, it's just absolutely, it's a piece of shit. It was a it was a waste of my time. It was three minutes that I'm never gonna get back, and most of it was already video footage that I'd already seen. Okay. Yeah. Let's back up for a second here. <laughs> let's just because I think you're overreacting a little. I don't think I'm overreacting enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how it was a piece of shit, Rick. Because there are no other decent trailer. It was there are no other ways to describe what is going to come of this. Like <sighs> yeah, but that's okay. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the trailer. The trailer made me sad. We're not talking about what you think the movie. The trailer doing. reminded me that Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. That's how bad the trailer was. Oh okay. God! Is this this is how it's going to be now the rest of the show? Boy, this is just going to be you pissing and moaning. I mean, isn't whoa, that like ninety percent of why I'm on the show? Well, I mean, not to piss and moan about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> The only I want you to piss and moan about different things at different times okay, during the show. It's fine. Different. Objectively speaking, <laughs> it was very, it was very milk toast. Okay. All right. All right. I, I'll take that as an answer. I thought it was 
I, I'm kind of with you on that. I thought it was um, not great, but better than the last trailer well, that we saw. Well, yeah, but... I, I, but I that's not a high bar to clear. Yeah, and I generally so, wasn't impressed with the fact that they did reuse footage from the previous trailer. I thought that was... True. Uh, yeah, they, they keep on... Re- very, yeah, very little new. Very little new. There was more of stuff we've already seen um, and very little new, but... At least they're not uh, being coy about Henry Cavill being in the movie now. Yeah. At least by showing him in the beginning. Um, we're a month out. I'm sure we're all going to go see it and do a special episode about it because that's what we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is just what we do. Uh, I, I don't know what to think. I'm trying not to be excited because I got really excited for Batman versus Superman and that didn't go well. <laughs> I, I'm really wondering why they needed to show more. Of, okay, on the one hand, I thought it was cool the way Cyborg was carrying Aquaman through the air. That's neat. That was kind of neat. But yeah. I also was like, we're just seeing like an endless shot of Aquaman riding that guy through that building. Like It's just like every scene now is, hey, hey, Aquaman's cool, right? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll watch this shit. He's you gonna, know why, though? Why? Because the next movie to come out is Aquaman. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's a good point. So they're trying to pimp the shit out of that because they want people to go see it. Like, that's the next next DC movie to come out that's shooting right now is Aquaman. And also, I felt the remake of We Can Be Heroes was really awkward. That's a true statement. Uh, See, I thought it it was a good choice of song, but yeah, I didn't... that version was not great. Like, why not I just thought it was play, a good choice. Well, listen, everything the about... The Bowie version? Huh? Like, the original David Bowie version, or, maybe? Or, maybe or the Wallflowers, the Wallflowers version. version? Yeah, like, why not just do... Like, you're clearly tapping into, like, the 80s, 90s kids by, by doing Batman v Superman to begin with, and then this is playing off of Death of Superman in Return. You're obviously sort of aiming for that late 30s, you know, or, or late 20s, early 30s guy. So, uh, you know, just go full 90s on it. Why not? Oh, right. Because, you know, Marvel has a movie that's taking place in the 90s, so we can't refer to the 90s at all. <laughs> yeah, that movie that doesn't come out for two years yet. Would you really be that surprised to find out it made it in? <coughs> all right. Hell no. No, I think that's exactly what happened, but <laughs> it's still ridiculous. So let's move on. Uh, we also got another huge trailer this week and that is for star wars the last jedi which disney made a huge deal of by doing it in the middle of monday night football um what did you guys think of that one chris uh equally as good as the other i mean like we we know it's gonna be decent anything at least decent you know um it was (laughs) it was really good I mean, like, it just hits all the notes. I mean, like... (laughs) Did you guys see the... I'd have to see the second trailer for The Force Awakens because somebody did, like, a side-by-side of, like, The Force Awakens first trailer with um, The Last Jedi first trailer. And it was almost, like, shot for shot, the exact same... It wouldn't surprise me 
I haven't seen that. I have to. I'll have and to look. And this for is that. like I'm curious if they did that with a second. They know, probably like, did. Just, it's it's formulaic because it works, right? You know, um, right. But it was, like, it was it was really good. Yeah. It was really good. It made me like really want to see this. Movie. And it still told us me nothing. Yeah. Well, me and some of my buddies are like. We're, we're 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 trying to like Monday morning quarterback it like does this mean Ray's gonna like fall to the dark side and is the whole point of this is that it's Adam Dry it's a uh, Kylo Ren's redemption like are we gonna see that is it gonna be Finn who like makes the ultimate sacrifice in the end and like saves Ray like we're just sitting here game planning and game planning and game planning and, like are they writing out uh um General uh what's her name because she uh Carrie Fisher passed away like is that gonna we're just sitting here constantly game planning over a fucking trailer and. It kind of reminded me for an instant, like, oh, right, that's what trailers are supposed yep. to do. Yep, that yeah. is exactly what they're supposed to do, which is make you excited to see the movie. And, Rick, this is the first time I've heard you ex like express this kind of excitement over one of the new Star Wars movies. I'm I'm kind of surprised well, and happy yeah. about that, especially over a movie that you, you that you're you would normally be like, oh, it's exactly. good, like Spider-Man. Like, like, oh, it's good. I'll wait for exactly. Netflix, you know? No, there's exactly. there's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, this is a must. This is a must because of Carrie Fisher, because of how the first movie ended, and because most importantly, I think this is going to be Empire. Yeah. Although, Attack of the Clones was the middle of the prequel trilogy, and that's the worst Star Wars movie of all of them. Well, again, we don't talk about the prequel, Tom. <laughs> Only in memes. Listen, Tom, I have the high ground. You cannot defeat oh, me. God. Okay? Oh, God. Okay? So, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I, you get the feeling from watching it. You sort of, like Luke even says, you know, I saw this power once before, and it didn't scare me enough to, like, send me away yeah. or something like that. But now this does. Like, who was in the fire? What was that about? What is, like, there's so many questions. And I really feel like this is going to be Empire, where it's going to end in a really dark, sad way, and everyone's going to go, what the fuck just happened? And Kylo and, and Ray are going to, like, be dominant cousin murderers or something. <laughs> and, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, we don't know that, that daughter. But anyway, like, I'm really interested. And it's it's sort of the magic of movie. You know, I'm really interested in seeing Thor Ragnarok because the trailers are so good. One of the reasons why I kind of was just sort of like, meh, on spider-man is i watched the trailer and i'm like okay well iron man's gonna show up and you know he's gonna save the day and i don't know what's gonna happen in thor ragnarok and i don't know what's gonna happen in in star wars even more so i'm interested in seeing it i know what's gonna happen in justice league it's gonna blow out my asshole it's gonna be terrible oh God. <laughs> <sighs> beat that horse more why not? It's there. <laughs> they didn't want me to beat it. It shouldn't have died in front of my house. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, this trailer made, I mean, the first trailer made me excited when I saw it at Star Wars Celebration, and this one just brought that up to 11. Like, I want to see that movie today. I am, I'm yeah. dying to see it. I'm dying to know what happens. I'm trying desperately, desperately to avoid looking for spoilers because I was disappointed in myself for finding so many <laughs> for Force Awakens. Um, but it's really hard because I just want to know. I just want to know. Um, so super excited. Um, let's move on to another kind of different sort of comic book trailer, and that's the teaser for New Mutants, 
Uh, oh boy. Full strain. Ooh. Yeah. What exactly is going on there? I, I have a theory. Movie? It's clear that they're I, trying I to theory. do that. I have a theory. I this is trailer number one. It's essentially it's an it's an extended teaser trailer for all intents and purposes. Correct. <clears throat> the, yes. cha- the 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 entire <clears throat> everything can change. I think they were really trying to be cute and they knew they were dropping this on Friday the 13th. So they wanted to play up the horror aspect and they wanted to like make mm. it like a body horror thing. And, you know, this is sort of what Fox Sony does. I'm, I'm using them as one entity. I know they're not. Um, okay. <laughs> um, you know, fantastic four, which if you follow the, those two jerks, Twitter feed, you know, that our, uh, <laughs> Our friend Jason Ayers, who is a, a WWE referee, was less than thrilled with um, <clears throat> this trailer. Yeah, well, everyone was less than thrilled with that movie. Well, so. I, I, he made a valid point that, you know, if we're going down that road again, I don't know if I want to be a part of it. Um, <clears throat> also, he made an excellent point about, I thought New Mutants was supposed to be the breakfast club, but with superpowers. What's going on here? I thought that was a valid point, too. <laughs> well, I mean, they did that already, sort of, with X-Men First Class, didn't they? But, you know, that was so long ago, and Deadpool wasn't in it, so who cares? Deadpool's not in it this? It could be. It's New Mutants. It's, it's possible. That was where he made his first New appearance. Mutants, 98, New Mutants, 98, yeah. But, but we know for sure he's in X-Force, but he's not going to, we know we don't know that he's going to be in New Mutants. I would love for him to show up at... Chris, what did you oh think? Oh my god, wait, 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 wait. I mean, what if Deadpool makes a cameo in the 98th minute of the movie? That'd be pretty right. awesome. Sorry. Chris. It was I don't know what to think of it, man. Like I I watched it. I I I was ex- I really was expecting something way different. I mean, like I I saw the movie and I'm like, "Oh, sweet, 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 sweet." You know, like I was expecting like you said like the the Breakfast Club or something at least more fun. Just cuz it's dealing with like teenage like hijinkstery i would imagine and you know but it was like it reminded me of the portion of the movie logan where it was just dealt with all the the kids getting experimented on and it like almost being like weapon x right so is this in the same universe as the x-men universe like i i don't yes. I, I think i have a lot more questions than you know I, just, I, know, think, I think I think this is I just think this is a failed a swing and a miss. I think the next trailer is Maybe. going to be much different. Um, Probably. I, that's the, that's just my takeaway is I felt like this might have just been a really you know cutesy attempt to try and capitalize on the day that the trailer was going to drop. And, you know, it, it's it's Kylie Jenner's Pepsi commercial. It's just you, you got it all wrong, guys. You got it all wrong. It's entirely possible. Um, I know very little about New Mutants except that, you know, Deadpool appeared and made his first appearance in that comic. Um, I'm not even sure which characters are in the movie. I thought it was X-Force. Yeah. No. He was in in X-Force, but his first appearance is in... Yeah, New Mutants 98. His second appearance is in X-Force number two. Like, you're going to question me on this? Oh, Oh, okay. I'd read neither. (laughs) God damn it. So... Uh, but it is a departure from all the other X-Men movies that yeah, they've but done. It's very different One looking. thing to keep in mind is that this is also coming off of the very successful Legion TV series. 
So maybe they're like, mm. if we go in a bit of a horror way, like Legion is sort of like weird psycho horror. I don't know. Yeah, but they're still not saying whether like Legion ties into the movies or not. Yeah, that's true. Like they're, you know, they're like the the gifted definitely does. I have yet to watch that show. It's uh, sitting on my DVR. Um, that's the new show on Fox that ties into the X Men movies. I don't know what to think. It did not. That does tie in. Yeah, definitely yes. ties in. Fox or... is. Oh yeah, yeah the, the gifted is definitely firmly in the X Men movie universe. They even they they mention the X Men. Yeah, pretty often in the, yeah. in the commercials oh, and cool. stuff. Um, oh, okay. Uh, it didn't look like my kind of movie. That's for and basically sure. The, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Like, like I thought. It, did you guys see the Runaways trailer? I no, no I haven't. But I've seen all the like the stills and stuff from that, and it looks like they're you know hewing pretty close to the comic. It's very. I mean, I've I've read the first arc of. Um, Runaways, yeah, me too. which is I hear is the best. Um and, and it's yeah, it's pretty close to the source material. So if that that's kind of what I was expecting more with with New Mutant, you know, like uh like these are teenagers we're doing. Right, exactly. So. And, uh, you know, it was good. I mean it it was weird. I mean like I'm I'm interested. I'll but I'm more interested in runaways because that you know me more about the story <laughs> so yeah um i i don't have hulu but i it's it's seeing runaways and how it at least looks is making me kind of think about getting it i'm not sure yet it looks cool and i liked that very art that arc very much that i read uh, the first arc of runaways so um the other big trailer this week was for the season two of Stranger Things on Netflix. I don't have, we've never talked about that on this show. Have you guys ever seen it? Yeah, I yeah. watched all seasons. Okay. It was great. Yeah, what did you think of the, uh, of the trailer? Um, this is going to sound dumb, but I didn't need it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it anyway. I didn't need it either. Yeah. yeah. But it looked cool. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, it, like, I'm not hurting. I'm not, I'm not sad that I watched it. I'm not disappointed, but. It, at this point, I'm just just give me the show. Yeah. Like I know this is going to be baller. Just give me the show. <laughs> yeah, I I can understand that. It's it's sort of the um it's the opposite effect of the Star Wars trailer because for me it's like I already know I'm going to see the Star Wars trailer, but the new trailer made me super super excited, and this was just like right. Yep, this looks exactly as cool as I think it's going to be. Let's just give me the show. <laughs> just give me the, yeah, just give me the show. So. Um, all right, guys, that's... Uh, I like the way they um, introduce new characters into it. Yes, though. that was kind of like, neat. We got glimpses at some of the new people. And, you know, like, and they even sort of like... I don't know if they're sort of like winking at the audience. We're like, we're going to need more help. You know, like that sort of thing. And then like it kind of goes back to the, the first trailer from Comic-Con. The, the kind of more fun trailer. Yeah. The, the thriller one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they actually... At one point, glance at the the redhead that it looks like they pull onto their crew, and then now it shows you know they they actually say you know, so that's it's cool. But so that drops on Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, so we've talked a lot on the show, guys, about uh, corporate America underestimating the ridiculousness of nerddom in general. Whether it's we we haven't had Unicron on the show in a while. We haven't had Unicron on the show in quite a while. 
Um, but whether it's convention organizers not anticipating the uh, obsession of people who camp out in lines or uh, not having enough of an exclusive item or not thinking there would be riots and black market sales of said items. <laughs> and it happened again. <laughs> so, Rick, you're the, you watch Rick and Morty. I don't. Um, I'm religious about it, yes. Yeah, um, so every man's got to have a ritual. Um, yes. So explain for people who don't know what the significance of the McDonald's Szechuan dipping sauce is to Rick and Morty. So in order to understand the dipping sauce controversy and all that's come about it, you sort of have to be a fan of the show. And I'm going to make everybody a fan of the show who wants to be a fan of the show. You have to watch the episode called Pickle Rick and not the entire episode. The entire episode is funny and it's over the top and it's ridiculous. But at the end of the episode, the titular character, Rick, who is a super genius, who, if you don't know, the show is based off of uh, very loosely based off of Back to the Future. So instead of Doc and Marty, it's Rick and Morty. And Rick is the grandfather of Morty. And that's sort of where the show kind of gets its ideas from. But uh, Rick is incredibly intelligent to the point that he's known as a mega genius. He is literally the smartest man in the universe. And because of that, he's one of the most dangerous. And because he has no real moral compass that we can see, because he understands the universe is unfeeling and uncaring, and there's an infinite amount of multiverses in the universes that he goes into, nothing that he does really matters. So at the end of this episode, the doctor is trying to, the, the, the uh, sorry, the therapist, um, Susan Sarandon, by the way, <laughs> is explaining to Rick, you know, why people get up and go to work. And ultimately, it comes down to, are you willing to just have a job or would you rather kill yourself? So go watch the Pickle Rick episode and then become a fan of Rick and Morty. Now, with that said, the Szechuan sauce uh, comes from the first episode of the third season. The third season was 18 months in, in making, and people were pretty sure that we were never going to get it. There were memes that like Obama's last act was going to be. Uh, an executive order demanding Dan Harmon release the third season of Rick and Morty, for instance. So people were pretty hyped up about it. In that episode, Rick is captured by the alien um, force, the, the Federation, and they're a bunch of really creepy looking insect human things. Humanoids? Insect humanoids? Insectoids? Yeah, there you go. Tell me out here. Insectoids, time. I okay. think, is good. Um, one of the insectoids is voiced none other by Green Lantern, or as you people might know him, uh, the, the guy who had that ship called Firefly and crap. Um, it's anyway, not Green Lantern. That's Green Lantern, Tom. Nathan Fillion is right? not Green Lantern. He's Green Lantern. Green Lantern is Green Lantern. Like three of the movies, it's fine. But <laughs> who's Green Lantern if not Nathan Fillion? For now, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> All right. Fine. Anyway, Nathan <laughs> or Fillion Tyrese is if having... you really like Twitter. Oh, we can get into that. Uh, anyway. Um, Nathan Fillion is one of the insectoids and he's actually an interrogator and Rick realizes he's in some sort of weird like virtual reality simulator where they're trying, the insectoids are trying to find the memory in which Rick invents the portal gun, which is the most powerful weapon in the universe because it allows you to traverse to any universe in the multiverse, like a multiverse made of gold or a multiverse made of giant butts that fart. All kinds of things exist in the multiverse, okay? Okay. In that episode, 
Rick is trying to, what we find out later as we watch the episode is Rick is trying to bide his time and figure out a workaround because he's trapped in the Federation. He's been arrested. He's in this mind altering reality. So he's trying to figure out a workaround. So he's driving around with Nathan Fillion through the labyrinths of his mind and they go to a McDonald's and Rick basically says that he needs to get the Szechuan sauce because it existed for like six weeks back in about 20 years ago when a movie called Mulan was being produced. And it's the best goddamn thing in the world. So, and the only place to get the Szechuan sauce is in Rick's mind because it doesn't exist. Sure. But this is all just a workaround to get the guy to, you know, get him what he wants. But that's where it comes from. <laughs> it's almost a one-off joke. <laughs> but people got obsessed from. with it. And so they started demanding well, that McDonald's bring it back. And so McDonald's sort of, McDonald's recognized, as far as I'm concerned, that there was this massive fandom demanding the return of the Szechuan sauce. It's also the 20th anniversary of Mulan. So they were like, okay, well, you know, we did this promotion 20 years ago. Let's just, uh, let's do it again. What could go wrong? Yeah. So they initially, several months ago, they released like gallon jugs of the stuff in supremely limited quantities that you had to get. Right. Um, that like, and so people got them and they were going on eBay for massive amounts of money. And then la And McDonald's was selling these? Yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. buy the sauce by the gallon, huh. but they had a very extremely limited supply, something like only a thousand, maybe a hundred. I don't remember, sure. but it was very few. Um, and then last weekend or the weekend before, um, earlier this month, we'll go with they uh, in order to promote the launch of their new crispy chicken strips, they brought back the <laughs> Szechuan sauce for one day at only participating McDonald's across the country. And of course, McDonald's didn't think, well, I mean, okay, we'll get a few of the people who watch this show to show up, but no, not only did the Rick and Morty nerds show up, but the asshole black marketeers showed up so that they could get their hands on packets of sauce to hawk on eBay for a hundred bucks a pop. Or I saw an article where one lady traded three of them for a new car. Um, right. So what? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, don't know ask. how it happened, but that's something that happened. Um, and of course, they had nowhere near enough to meet the demand, and a lot of in the some cases, some of the stores. Wait, in some cases, some of the stores had as few as twenty. Yeah, some stores didn't even know that the promotion was going on. Like the employees were not aware of it. Um, McDonald's, like corporate social media, puts it out, and then people show up and they're like, well, "We don't know what you're talking about. What's Szechuan sauce? Don't know." And they're listed on the website as being a participating McDonald's. Um, right. So it was a complete fiasco, and people are all pissed off. Um, the team uh, behind Rick and Morty is pissed off about it as well. Very much so. Um, yeah, the small packets are going on eBay for 25 bucks or more for a small packet of the sauce. <sighs> so McDonald's apologized. And they did a tweet that had a bunch of Rick and Morty references. And they said, this winter, it's going to come back. And instead of one being one day only in select restaurants, they're bringing out a lot more to any fan who's willing to uh, get it. It's, they just have to go to a nearby McDonald's and get it. So. Great. So this is you like... couldn't, have done, couldn't have done this the first no. time. <laughs> and, and, you Chris know what is flabbergasted. Wait, is... let's listen to Chris try and find the words. <laughs> I'm just... Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> Like, okay, just to, I'll preface this with this. I, I, I bought into the SNES classic hype, right? Like, 
I, I, I went to two stores to get one. I ended up getting one with the, the Amazon treasure truck and that was awesome. And I've played it a lot and it's cool. Um, but that's like, it's a, it's a good, a, a durable good. You might call it. That's hot. And, and I, I this is a sauce guys. Like that's <laughs> not the sauce. It's, it's not the it's, sauce. It's the hunt. I mean, I, no, it's I, not I even guess the I get. I, I don't. No, 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 no. It's the fact that we that nerds affected change, and McDonald's tried to because Rick and Morty is by no means a family friendly anything. It has never been. It never will be. It is dirty. It is filthy. It is raunchy. It is full of violence. Yeah. It is full of nihilism. But it, it is, gets really big ratings on Adult Swim. Right. So McDonald's wanted both. They wanted to pretend that this wasn't about Rick and Morty. It had nothing to do with that fandom whatsoever. They weren't responding when, when, to them. When was that? When did what, that happen? What do you mean? When did that happen? That's clearly when what did happened. they want to pretend? When did they want to pretend it had nothing to do with Rick and Morty? When they said they were releasing it because of the new chicken strips and because it was the twentieth anniversary of Mulan. Yeah, but when they but when they released the jugs of it, they had they freely mentioned it was because of Rick and Morty. Well, okay, ago. that was months ago. So they and acknowledged it. I think what happened is they absolutely tried to get they tried to get it both ways, and they didn't think that it was that yeah. big of a deal. And then they were just like, "Well, we'll just throw these idiots a bone, and who cares? Maybe five of them will show up." And this is right. what happens, right? And that's that's the thing they underestimated the passion of nerds and how kind of and i'm going to say it stupid people can be it's fucking dipping sauce yeah like, yeah it's, listen i it's, mean a car and and evidently it's not even that good like it doesn't matter and it's not like it's got a special rick and morty right, anything right. on it that's the thing yeah like it's not related so like 20 years from now you're not even going to remember what it was no. for like it's gonna be. Why do I have a packet of this fucking dipping sauce that's gone bad? Right. Like in my house. Are gonna try to sell that? I mean, like, is right. It... Well, it's stupid. That and 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 what kills me is you know the SNES re-release. Well, all right, cool. I could just go buy an SNES and all the cartridges I want, probably for a hundred dollars forever. But you know, this is kind of neat. It's novel. It's smaller. I get it. But there's no reason whatsoever that McDonald's couldn't have just released millions of these packets until people were content, and that would have been the end of it. Right. Because it's probably economies of scale that they have to, like, put together and, you know, like, close off lines to be able to process this. Like, they didn't... It takes time to stop things, you know, like, whatever sauce produ producers they have that would make their sweet and sour and whatever... Yeah, but are you, are you seriously saying that it would, it, would be, it would be inopportune for McDonald's to make all of these sauces like they're just going to do anyway are you are you telling me that the the cost benefit analysis of getting 500,000 or 2,000 or 10,000 people into your stores in one day would not be beneficial for the 50 10 cents it costs to make these sauces no but i mean like is i don't know that's what that's I, that's what i'm saying is like i i don't know what it's what it is it could cost them more to stop those lines which would put a halt on, you know, their supply chain for other sauces. Whatnot. I, I don't know how their thing works, you know, and how, how quick or how slow it takes to turn wheels at McDonald's. I mean, it is, what, the largest fast food producer in the world, right? Yeah, without a doubt. 
So, so I don't know. Well, it might cost them more and people might not show up. Like the novelty might've worn off by the time they produce whatever, you know, (laughs) they may have actually done themselves a favor though, because the uproar over the sauce this time got so much more play than it ever would have gotten had these nerds been just made happy on that day. And so now they're going to drive a whole lot more people to their stores when the sauce comes back in the winter. Um, And it will be plentiful and people will get it. And then the whole thing will be over. So, I mean, sometimes scarcity is done intentionally to drive up demand. I don't know. Hmm? That's just my thinking. I, I think corporations who are very eager to make money off nerds still don't understand how they work. So we get things like this sometimes and nerds who are obsessed with getting the fucking sauce. Like the fact that it exists should be enough. I agree. The fact, the fact that like, yeah, that's yeah. They listen to the Rick and Morty fans enough to where like, all right, fine fuckers. Here it is. It's not even that good. That's why we stopped making it. But here it is. Isn't that enough? Like, do you need to go eat it? Like just because a cartoon character says, Oh, it was good. 20 years ago means you have to go try it now. Yeah, but I mean, imagine being able to have that kind of voice, which is an interesting thing. And that's great. That is great. But that's the thing. It's enough that it exists. Like the fact that like you need to go show up at the exact hour minute uh, at that McDonald's to get the sauce just because why? And most of that is to do to sell it on eBay. I'm not going to disagree with that. Some other I'm not going to disagree with that. And that's what that's what causes that's the thing I bitch about all the time when we have these nerd wars and these huge lines for scarce items and the fact that like, you know, an 8-year-old kid can't get the chase figure he may really want cuz he wants to play with the toy that's made to play with <laughs> because some 40-year-old guy who excuse me, makes his living selling those things for huge markups online has already paid off a stockroom worker at target to get every single one that comes in the door is just fucking ridiculous, but that's what happens. Anyway, (laughs) now that we've, now that we've alienated almost everyone who's ever listened to this show, we can hope or another from, from top to bottom. Like, we just start off with alienating people. Then we, you know, we spend too much time on fantasy football, which only 10 people care about. <laughs> so that gets another third of the audience gone. And then I just finished the job by insulting a bunch of nerds. So, yeah. Good work, Tom. Yeah. It's all right. I was only trying to defend our entire fandom, but that's okay. <laughs> and look, it's great to have power and passion, and that's awesome. But, like, do we need to have a riot because there's not enough fucking dipping sauce at McDonald's? Oh, I'll get no. to that. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, Rick, uh, what's pissing you off this week? What's pissing me off, Tom, is the inevitability of the obvious. When people started getting upset that there wasn't enough of the Szechuan dipping sauce at McDonald's, I started to recognize the inevitability of the obvious. And the inevitability of the obvious in this situation was that 
people were going to start turning on the fandom for being ridiculous, over the top, and completely unruly and unlogical. <laughs> and I knew that this was going to come back and store and uh, websites like Upworthy and Uproxx and now this and all of these other companies that make their living off of the millennials and promoting for and about millennials were going to turn on all of the Rick and Morty fans because a dozen, a thousand, however many decided that they needed to be ridiculous and absurd because McDonald's underproduced this product in order to garner exactly what they got. And now, as happens on the internet, as I've said more than once on this show, you have an actual outrage that happens, people respond to the outrage, and then people respond to the people responding to the outrage. And because that is, like in a car accident, the last thing in the line, then that's the last guy who gets blamed. It's not McDonald's fault that they didn't produce enough of this or underproduced it or under uh, explained the situation or even alerted some of their franchises that the sauce was going to be available. It's not McDonald's fault that they just magically weren't able to create, I don't know, a $10,000 negative so that they could create a $10 billion positive. It's not McDonald's fault. They didn't do anything wrong. It's the dumbass nerds who showed up because they were promised something from their favorite TV show and for five minutes out of their worthless fucking lives, then they would have been happy to dip their goddamn McNuggets in a stupid sauce so they can post it on Instagram and Twitter and for five fucking seconds feel good about themselves. No, we're going to blame those kids. We're going to blame everybody who wanted to just stupid sauce just for once so that they could win something. It was the obvious inevitability, and it's pissing me off. <laughs> well, but wait a second. Like, Whoa, if you need to have a dipping sauce to be happy. Way. Yeah. It's not the sauce, sauce to it's be the, happy. It's the fact that they did it. The fact that they right. They so the fact that they did it is the win. Not getting your hands on a packet of twenty-year-old sauce. Yeah, but McDonald's could have made the goddamn sauce available for everybody. This is McDonald's. This isn't Joe's Crab Shack. This is McDonald's. There's no reason why any of this happened. If they wanted to take advantage of the fandom, they could have produced it on mass, and they have. They made the gallon jugs. They can do this whenever they fucking want. But they didn't. And then it became the fans' fault that McDonald's fucked up. Well, I mean, it is the fans' fault for being unruly about it. That part I can't disagree with. But also, exactly. it, wasn't, all it right. wasn't all of them. No, I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'll grant you that. It was not all of them. It was, was, it, was it a high percentage? Yeah, I would say probably. No, it wasn't a high But then percentage. again, it's the internet skews that too. Social media skews that. Exactly. And you've got the dirtbags out there doing exactly like you said they were going to do, fucking buying them to resell them because, Jesus, that's of course what people want. It could have been a big fucking event and it could have been like Dan Harmon and, and Justin Roiland and everybody else connected to the show could have been in on it and they could have been promoting it and it could have been a big fucking deal and it could have been awesome, but it ended up being a clusterfuck at best. And ultimately who gets the blame? The fans for being overzealous. The fans for being overzealous. That's who gets blamed. So yeah, Tom, that's pissing me off. <laughs> okay. All right, Chris, you have anything uh, pissing you off this week? Uh, no, but I do have something to celebrate that I might be having my first win 
in fantasy football? <laughs> it's possible. Perhaps. You might. You might. You might. You need to. You need to pay close attention to what happens uh, during the Broncos game tonight, and game during the uh, the Broncos game is at eight thirty, and uh, the Tennessee game tomorrow night. Uh, you need to. You need to get. You need to get sixteen points from those so two guys that are left. A chance. Yes, according to Yahoo, a forty-eight percent chance. <laughs> a forty-eight percent chance, according to Yahoo. So, Tom. <laughs> yeah. What's pissing you off? Ah, <sighs> the heat. I'm done with the fucking heat. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. No. Done. I'm done <laughs> with the climate change and the goddamn heat. It's October. It's yes. almost Halloween. And it is 90 degrees outside. 90 fucking degrees. I'm done. I'm done with, with my, my boxers being soaked from walking outside for 10 minutes. I'm done with having to change undershirts multiple times in a day because of the damn heat. I'm just I'm over it. I'm over it. Let 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 it be cool already. Figure out a way to stop polluting the atmosphere so we can reverse the shit or or I need to move to I don't know, the Carolinas or something. I don't know, but I'm done with it. It's <laughs> pissing me off. You know what's really disappointing about that more than anything is uh, I got buddies in uh, Colorado that were like, "Oh, it's snowing for the first time this year." You sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. You sons of bitches. No Snowing, yeah, it snowed in Colorado. Sounds about right. Uh, Rick, what'd you learn? What did I learn? Um, I learned that um, my master plan of just getting one team and relying on them being very good and prolific is kind of not a good idea when their star quarterback goes down. (laughs) No one in fantasy ever recommends that strategy, Rick. You know what, though? I mean, honestly, I was. Were you trying to be a pioneer? No, no, no. You fly too close to the sun, Icarus. No, it's more along the lines of I took a I took a measured risk. Like I I yes. knew that I knew that this could blow up. I was well aware of that reality, but the possibility of it not was too. It was too good. Like it, it, you know, you're getting you're getting better than two to one odds and all this other horse shit. And I'm looking around. I'm like, could <laughs> mm, but if it works. But if it works, but if it works, <laughs> well, it, it may have, it may very well have cost you the season. Yes. Well, but if it works, Tom, uh, and Tom, yeah. what did you learn this week? <laughs> I learned that you care a lot more about fantasy football than any person should. It's not about fantasy football, Tom. What do I care most about more than anything? I don't know. Winning and being able to rub someone else's face. Yeah, right. No, I didn't vote for Trump. I oh, care being about right? being right. Yeah, Chris is Chris nailed it. Yes, uh, being <laughs> yeah. right and being being technically right is all that matters. Nothing else conceivably matters. So <laughs> being right is so important. Oh, wonderful! Chris, learn anything this week? Maybe a new jujitsu hold or something. Only allowed one. Only only allowed one. Okay. Okay. 
So for this, oh, Rick, how can they find us on Twitter if people want? Well, I was hoping you'd mention us. that we're actually developing quite a good following these days. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a it's a lively discussion that's happening on Twitter. Yes, yes, and I'm very happy to be a part of it. Uh, you could follow us at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out T W O, and then you can find uh, me on there. And I'm still tinkering with the with how I'm going to do it, but uh, you can expect to start seeing cool things like. Um, mostly I'm, I'm still working on the logistics, but I'd like to start adding, um, my streaming of Hearthstone, uh, either, either a stream or, uh, at the very least a replay on our Twitter. So you can watch me play, uh, or you can, you know, ask me questions if you're starting to get into the game. Cause it's still going strong after all these years. Um, but yeah, follow us at Twitter, uh, at those two jerks. Okay, great. Uh, if you have a question, a complaint, general bitching or you have something funny you want to share with us you can call us and leave a voicemail it's 321-76-JERKS j-e-r-k-s 321-76-JERKS no human answers that phone it's just a recording of my voice saying leave a message so leave one it'll be fun <laughs> if it's good we'll play it on the show if it's there we'll play it on the show <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us those two jerks at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash those two jerks. In all cases, spell out the word two T W O. So for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vutastic Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander, and until McDonald's brings back the fucking holiday dipping sauces from 1987. Goddamn right. We will remain those two jerks. See you next time.